0: I'm David Jacoby. We are bro. Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, what is it that we do? awesome up and get a people! <laughs> oh, yes, they, what what they, want. they want. Jalen, let me tell you a quick story. Listen up. Okay. Last night I was watching NBA. I was watching the Suns and the Pelicans. I wasn't paying attention to the Nets because they were winning by a lot. I wanted to watch a closer game. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Kyrie Irving had 41 points in the first half. He went on to score another 19 in the second half. 60 points. It was efficient. It was deadly. He didn't play that much in the fourth quarter. Jalen, what do you think about Kyrie Irving scoring 60? Can you do the uh, Harlem
1: Globetrotters whistle? While you talk, yes. Yeah, okay. Kyrie's greatness along with Steph Curry, always reminded me of what it would be like if Harlem Globetrotters actually played in the NBA. Like if Curly Neal was an NBA player. Like you're a famed member of the Washington Generals. General for life. You've seen this act. Like as a Raptor, I've seen it with Kobe. As a member of the Orlando Magic, they see it with Kyrie. And it's just dazzling to see the efficiency and how he's able to do it from different uh, spots on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's to pull up jumper for three. It's to catch and shoot jumper in the corner for three. It's to drive and finish with the left. It's to finish with the right. It's to move when he goes behind the screen and he got Cole Anthony on yeah, his back. On his backpack. Then I pull up to my bumper, baby. <laughs> and just take him to the rack and give him a nice little yeah, cinnamon we'll, roll. We'll play the one that you're talking about. That's just put, nasty. He you know, Cole Anthony
0: like a backpack. and put him in his pocket.
1: You know what I'm saying? What about that finish right there? Kyrie, you nasty boy. You nasty. Jalen, six for seven mm. in the first half from mm. three.
0: And you could tell. One thing I loved about this game watching the second half is you could tell the Nets were like, some specials going on. Let's get this man the ball. And you could also tell the Magic were like, let's get the ball out of this man's
1: hands. Well, one of the things that happens in, when a player has a big game like that, if you notice, there isn't usually a stout interior defender on the other team. Mm-hmm. See, that's what stops that from happening. So, like, when you underestimate, like, a Rudy Gobert, for example, always remember, when you got a guy like that, ain't nobody going to have a game like that Mm -hmm. because they ain't going to be getting all of those layups. Now, just think about Carl Anthony Towns' game and think about the bigs for the Spurs. Oh, yeah. Think about Steph Curry's big game and the bigs for the Wizards. Think about Kyrie's big game and the bigs for the
0: Orlando Magic. KD's big game. Jericho Sims is in there protecting the rim
1: exactly and so what ends up now happening is you can't get a guy uh, it's one thing for a Kyrie to be finishing in the paint it's another thing that he's gonna go 6 for 7 from 3 see that's what changes everything and the only way he didn't
0: shoot more efficiently from threes, in the second half, he started taking some heat checks. Yes. In the second half, he started yes. he started taking some double-team fadeaway threes. He was smiling after one of them, I remember. <laughs> but like when you talk about the the way he was being defended, it got to a certain point. And there's one play I wanna point out where the entire Magic team was just like, I don't care what else happens, but Kyrie Irving is not going to score. And it led to him getting some nice assists, especially this one I'm about to show you to Claxton, where if you watch the, the Magic defense, there are four defenders just all looking at Kyrie, and Claxton gets an, an easy layup at the end.
1: And that's what happens when you have a player that's having a big game. And just think the other day when Kevin Durant got going, they were just basically blitzing him mm-hmm. at half court, where the Celtics, right? And then they, um, the, Knicks. Uh, the, the Knicks, and then they fell asleep. He gets a down screen. And he makes a shot on the right wing. Big but shot. but but this gets back to my original point. Ime Udoka as a coach was like, we ain't about to let KD go for sixty on us.
0: When when they played the Celtics. In when they played the Celtics.
1: Absolutely. And so again, this is a dazzling performance by Kyrie. And again, it has you wondering about the Eastern Conference standings. Because well, let's take, because, a let's take... <laughs> because while the Bucks and the Heat and the Raptors have won it the last three years. The Nets and the Sixers are making if, moves. If you're the the Sixers, Bulls are still there. It's like a great time to rest and Joel Embiid. The Celtics and B. are ascending, it seems and the, like the Cavs. It's a great time to rest no Joel Embiid. Let's not expectations.
0: Harden, James Harden, you need to rest. Joel Embiid, you need to rest because I like that three spot. I like that four
1: spot a lot better than the one and two spot with the Nets looming the way they are. But the one thing about the Nets and these great performances that we now see, don't underestimate that. We've seen them struggle mightily. Also, they were three and seventeen and twenty <laughs> games, like two weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, 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 I can't just like give them that sixth spot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know that the Cavs are dealing with some injuries, and they may be coming back to the pack some. But I think where the Nets are, are where they gonna end up, and that's a part of the plan.
0: So, Jalen, I don't really like to surprise you on the program too much, but Kyrie Irving had a career high, and it got us thinking. When did Jalen have a career high? <laughs> Turns out, 20 years ago to this day, as Deontay Wilder day? would say, 20 years ago to this day, Jalen Rose had his
1: career high, and I just really? like to, I like to hear you just go through your high. Oh, don't go underneath that. That's a bucket. Come on, I'm catching shoot for three, all of that. And then he checked right here on the wing in transition. Yeah, looking over the at bench. the bench. Oh, now are oh, you going to leave me open? See, the thing is, you only going to shoot the three like that if, if you made a couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Rudy T, oh, my Rudy guy. T. <laughs> Fellow Michigan Wolverine. 44 points, Jalen Rose. Yeah, man. 44 points. falling in the league at Houston. And I'm telling you. I'm tell you what it is. What is it? When we did the rankings – the best strip clubs in the NBA. What did I tell you? Houston,
0: <laughs> Houston you just want to get out of there. You
1: wanted, to get, you wanted to get out of there. Let's get this win. I, I, I credit the night mood. before. <laughs> I credit the night before in You're Houston. Inspired? James Harden can appreciate what I'm talking You're about. You are inspired? I was inspired. I were inspired. No curfew. And absolutely! Oh, look at that! There's some screen. screens for you see, now. Yeah. But, but see, hit off the dribble. <laughs> oh, oh! See, you got to do oh, it left all. Left hand path. on the right side. All phases. That's the runner, though. Ooh, oh, you see the little. It did a right hand. Oh oh oh, 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 oh! Three of the man Got to put them in reverse, Nicole <laughs> All phases of the game. Oh, back before you had a shape up all the time, <laughs> man.
0: Good for you, and good for the inspiration <laughs> from the city of Houston. But there's some controversy in this game as well, Mr. Rose. What's that? This was because. Kyrie could have gotten 70, maybe even 80, if it was a closer game. I was kind of rooting for the Magic to come back to see something like that. But this was a close game, which is one of the reasons you had, you needed all of those 44 because you only had 42 in the waiting seconds of the game. Tell us what happens, Mr. Rose.
1: In the waiting seconds he of know. the game. You don't know. You don't know. Look at this. Boom.
0: Game winner. Oh, yeah. Game winner bucket. But if you look at the clock,
1: <laughs> that's not a game winner. Wow. That's before a replay. How about that? I'm pretty sure you can do that a lot of times. Look good, felt good, it's good, it counts. I I just like the fact that I was getting them in all phases. Yeah, You you know what I'm saying? There you were. Off the right, off the left, threes, off the Threes before you know anyone shot threes. Exactly.
0: Congratulations. Happy anniversary, Thank Mr. Thank you, Rose. family. I appreciate that. Time to switch gears to talk about the NFL. There's been a lot of free agency news in the NFL, and there's an undercurrent, a swirling that's happening around one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That is Deshaun Watson. Now, his criminal charges were dropped. He still faces... 22 civil cases when he was deposed about that he invoked his fifth amendment rights but what this all means it feels like teams feel a little bit more comfortable about the idea of deshaun joining their teams thus far reportedly the Panthers, saints falcons and browns are interested mr rose how do you see this progressing how do you think a fan base would accept him as the face of the franchise if you ran a franchise how would you approach
1: this if i ran a franchise i would approach this with honesty And in sports, we lose a lot of morals and integrity for victory. Mm -hmm. Because this is professional sports. There are people doing this for their livelihoods, people that are betting on this. Like, these games, these plays, these mean everything to the men and women involved. And so what I will say is, and, and I'm glad you teed it up by acknowledging the seriousness of his charges, but at some point there's the court of law in a court of public opinion. And unfortunately, as media members and as fans of the Falcons, Browns, Panthers, and Saints, we now have to delegate in our mind how we're going to accept or punish him because in theory, he may or may not end up being punished the way people believe he should be punished by a court of law. So now, Should he be allowed to make a living? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so since he won't be incarcerated, now it opens up the, the prospect that he will be eligible at some point to play football. And since he is eligible at some point to play football, if I have a need at his position which just so happens to be the most important position in football. In sports. And he's shown me that he's an all-pro. I ain't got to guess. Like He led the league in passing. He's he's shown me he's an all-pro. I would give him an opportunity. Well, I think you made a really good point when
0: you said, if I haven't needed that position. Because when you look at a lot of teams that I named, they haven't needed that position. However, Baker Mayfield started for the Browns. And he (laughs) noticed these reports that his employers were interested in potentially replacing him with Deshaun Watson. So what did he do? It's 2022. He took to Instagram and Twitter, Instagram. He posted a very long, emotional sort of sad letter. And in the letter, he said, this is not a goodbye letter. I'm just letting you know how I feel. But everything about it was a goodbye letter. Jalen, we have a jilted Mayfield (laughs) <laughs> but that doesn't mean Deshaun Watson is going there. This looked like something that you post after they signed Deshaun Watson.
1: And also, he got his first, middle, and last name on there. Reagan. Like this is
0: social media, though. Baker Reagan Mayfield.
1: And, and, and but, but here's the—so, like Karis once said, it's not about a salary. It's all about reality. Here's the reality. He didn't play well this year. He got injured in week two and was never the same. He didn't play well this year. Like, the one thing about being an athlete, like, you're going to say it was because he was injured. But when you look back at my highlights, when I scored 44, we don't care about what was happening in everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. We I look d- at the result. I do kind of care what was happening in your life the night before, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> we go by the result, and if you look at the results of the Cleveland Browns and Blakers play last year, he played poorly. He did. And then it doesn't look good on you when Odell Beckham goes somewhere else, catches as many touchdowns in basically a half a season that he did in his entire existence in Cleveland, and wins the Super Bowl. That don't look good. No. That ain't a good look, dog. And so he, like everybody else, that isn't a franchise quarterback, how do you think Jimmy Garoppolo feel? He done, he done beat Aaron Rodgers twice in the playoffs, led a team to the Super Bowl, all of that. Into the Super Bowl. They drafted somebody in the top five to take his job. That comes with the territory, Baker. You got to be a pro. I ain't mad at the letter. I appreciate the honesty because here's the honesty that he's, he's also um, bringing forward that a lot of media and fans don't see. As a player, when they're about to move you, they assassinate your character and they talk about things that the public can't necessarily see to make you look bad. So then when they move you, it's justified. Like, oh, it's one thing for Baker to play bad, but I knew he had a bad attitude. Oh, he was showing up late to the meeting. He had his head down one time, got it. So now when you move them, people in Cleveland are like, oh, it makes sense. And then that makes them more open to whatever's next. We just saw that with Ben Simmons and James Harden. James Harden literally quit on the team. But when he got to Philly, how they acting?
0: Great. This oh, is our yeah. guy. He's running up and down the stairs.
1: This is our guy. But I will caution him and I warn him. Them fans want to win. And so if y'all going to get waxed by the nets, the optics ain't the best to be out champagning and campaigning. This is coming from somebody that's on the all-NBA roster of champagne and campaigning. <laughs> okay, they, they, there's optics to this. You see what I'm saying? And, of course, you can spend your bread, have your fun, no curfew, do all of that. But show some of that passion on the court when the team you just quit on come to town. And that's what I need to see from Baker. You got to just ball, man. And if they bring in Deshaun, go to your next situation and and show what you made
0: of. Kyrie Irving obviously scored 60 points last night, but much of the discussion around him surrounds his ability to play home games for the Nets. Now that baseball season will soon be upon us, there are some questions to be asked about superstar players that play that sport in New York City that may or may not be vaccinated. We'll get into that right after this. You're watching Jalen Jacoby. Come on, Aaron Judge. Jalen and Jacoby
1: is brought to you by
0: Jardiance. Doubleheader tonight on ESPN, starting 7.30. It is Luka versus Durant, Mavs, Nets, and then at 10 p.m. it is... The Celtics taking on the Warriors at 7 p.m. Jalen Rose in a suit with a fresh cut. What up, though? On NBA Countdown. Uh Uh-huh. Welcome back to Jalen Jacoby. Coming to you live above the Heineken River deck here at Pier 17 in New York City. Jalen Rose, we watched Kyrie score 60 points. Of course, it was on the road because NYC vaccine mandates will not allow him to play in the Barclays Center, although he can sit courtside at the Barclays Center. Now, as our attention turns to baseball... There are some questions about some of the more prominent Yankees and Mets who will also not be allowed to play home games given if they have not been vaccinated. Here's what Aaron Judge had to say about his vaccination status.
1: I'm so focused on you know just getting through the first game of spring training. So I
0: think we'll we'll cross that bridge whenever um you know <laughs> the time comes. But right now, like, so many things could change. So I'm not really too worried about that right now.
1: Huh Cross bridge So many things can change Huh I'm not really worried about that right now We worry about that when the first game Or oh, you should be worried about it Yeah I mean there's gonna be a time we're gonna have to worry about it Yeah and, 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 and by the way this isn't a surprise homie Like How many How many? How long we been dealing with the pandemic Two years Okay um, Actually he's been available and, for about a year and, 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 and he's been in New York how many years Let's say about five. Okay, so clearly he's seen the change. But before, the during, and now, hopefully we can have an aftermath at some point if we can reach a herd immunity. And you know how we reach herd immunity? People get vaccinated. Like, there hasn't been a time in my life before these last couple of years where other human beings were wearing masks. There hasn't been a time where sports stopped where businesses stopped, where we started to do things via Zoom. This is a real thing that took place where over 800,000 Americans lost their lives, directly or indirectly. And so this is serious. And they have their choice to whether they want to get vaccinated or not and forfeit part of their salary. But luckily for them, they have the kind of jobs and professions where they still going to get half of their salary. They're not going to lose their job. And like Kyrie, they still get to play the game they love.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does seem to me from inferring from what Aaron Judge avoided that question, sounds like he's unvaccinated. It also sounds like he's got his fingers crossed waiting to see for things to change. But one thing I've learned about this pandemic is it goes away, it comes back, it goes away, it comes back. So I wouldn't be holding my breath to see if he's allowed to play at home
1: What? what change the rules. But private sector workers in New York City, this applies to all of them, not just athletes. So for those who have been laid off or fired or disciplined, Because of the mandate, you can't now change it for a couple of sports figures. No. And and, and I don't anticipate that happening. So, again, like Aaron Judge, maybe he's now going to be a road show like the Harlem Globetrotters and Kyrie Irving this season for the Yankees. Jalen, when
0: people talk about the success of the Memphis Grizzlies, they focus singularly on John Morant. What they don't know is that when John Morant was out, they were still winning. And John Morant was out last night, and they didn't just beat the Pacers. They waxed the Pacers, and it was a team effort. My God, Steven Adams. There's a lot of Desmond Bain, a lot of Jaron Jackson Jr. Dylan Brooks got involved a little bit. Jalen, without John Morant, this makes me believe in this team more with John Morant because they get so many contributions from so many different people. So a few
1: things I want to make sure I point out. As a voter today, Taylor Jenkins is the NBA Coach of the Year. Oh, and I'm going to tell you why. You started off this conversation for the exact reason. I believe and this isn't exact, but their team is like 13 and 2 when Jod does not play. They're like 13 and 2 when Jod does. It sounds a little high, but it's in that not neighborhood. Not play. If Luka didn't play 15 games for the Mavs, 2 and 13. 2 and 13. So what does that say? That says that Taylor Jenkins has done a terrific job of Nurturing his roster with Jaron Jackson Jr. and Bain. And then now adding Brooks back, my favorite, one of my favorite irrational confidence guys. And they have an identity that they can play with. 13 and 2, you're right. This is what I do for a living, fam. I'm Doing trying to tell job. you. Doing a great and time. so, and so ba- based on that, you have to give Taylor Jenkins a ton of credit because when we talk about Job, ja, we're going to talk about him in the MVP conversation. But then the reason why he's really not going to be a serious candidate other than the fact that um, the Joker and NB have rebounds and triple-doubles and stuff like that, is going to be because of games missed. But in those games missed, his team has been fantastic. That's why they're a legitimate contender this year. And I have, now that the Warriors are back healthy, I still have tiers though. Still have the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors as one tier, and then the next tier is the Memphis Grizzlies, is the Utah Jazz. And below that for me are what's gonna happen with injuries. Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers. And so this is gonna be a great playoff for the East. And for the West. But Taylor Jenkins is my coach of the year. Bain has come out of nowhere, had a terrific season. The Memphis Grizzlies are for real sitting at the number two Absolutely. spot.
0: Absolutely. Last year was great to see them in the playoffs. This year, the expectations are higher. They need to win at least one round and make some noise. Jalen, Miles Turner plays for your former team, the Pacers. And him and my son Quincy have something in common. Love Legos. Love Legos. Miles Turner takes it to a whole nother level. I'm on a new Legos. level. Let me, I mean, oh, look, at, look at the Legos he's got. Jalen Rose, quick question for you, as we admire his collection. When was the last time you put together a Lego set?
1: Well, my daughter Gracie loves Legos oh, and, and stuff like shout that, to too. So I've done a lot of those directly or indirectly with her, but watching her do them. But he's on another level but with not his. Not only that, it's I buy these for my son. He's got like $10,000 worth of
0: Legos right there on He's on my
1: battleship. Remember that back in the day? Of
0: course. Jalen, we have a lot to discuss. Of course, it is March, and we are getting ready for the tournament, and we are going to preview, continue to preview, some of the players that you will see play in this tournament that you will soon see play with Jerry West on their chest. We'll get to that right after this. You're watching Jalen Jacoby. You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon, presented by WebEx. The Tournament Challenge Marathon, presented by WebEx, continues. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to fill out your brackets, and you can join Jalen and I in the Jalen and Jacoby group. Jalen, we're going to preview some prospects that will be playing in the NBA next year freshman from Auburn, Jabari Smith. What do you like about his game?
1: Well, we've had Bruce Pearl on the show and we talked about his versatility, his ability to not only shoot from mid-range but shoot to three, play in transition as you see. This is the time of year where you see top flight prospects like this have an opportunity to not only lead their teams to the Final Four, but see if that can translate to the NBA like we're going to translate to tomorrow, 4 p.m. You're watching the ESPN Tournament Challenge Marathon presented by WebEx chip off is coming. Download the app
0: now. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen. What up, though? The Detroit Pistons.
1: Detroit basketball!
0: They're playing the Miami Heat. It was close at the end. But it wasn't that close at the end end. I know you had your eye on this game. Jimmy Butler goes down. But the Pistons are
1: showing some signs. They're showing some signs. A couple of things for my Detroit Pistons. It was good to see Killian Hayes play some quality minutes. Had a Mm -hmm. couple of good moves. Had a real good medium range post-move step-back jumper on the right side. Bay has been improving and doing well all season, making threes and playing, playing with toughness. It was good to see Jeremy Grant out there with those young guys making plays on D. He had a great steal where he went coast to coast and bang, bang with two hands off the right foot. Isaiah beef Stewart when he's healthy giving us physicality and effort and legitimate candidate for rookie of the year. My guy Kay Cunningham giving us points, rebounds, assists, leadership really steady Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what we needed as a team added Bagley, young fella from Duke, via trade from the Sacramento Kings. From Bagley third. And so you're right. My Pistons are continuing to play with effort. Dwayne Casey has them playing hard to improving as the year goes. And I am proud of the squad. I'll be at a game soon. I'll definitely be at a game soon. But I have to say it was two teams on the court. One of the things that I need to see for the Heat, if they're going to win these, it's Kyle Lowry to play better. Well, he's been injured, but since he's been back, it hasn't been good. Well, it's been five games, and so you hope that he is able to play the version of the, that they hope they've gotten. Jimmy Butler left that game, as you mentioned, with an, an ankle injury. I don't believe it's going to be too serious or too long-term. Bam Adebayo's been awesome this year. Tyler Hero is legitimate candidate for six-man of the year. He'd probably win that award this year but when you have eric spolstra you know here comes gabe vinson here comes strews here comes seven strews, i think had 16. yeah in the third it's quarter. like it, 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 just the player development from within you get morris back you you get oladipo back like they have very deep team a very deep squad and so if they're healthy and the bucks are healthy i want to both give both of those teams their props of, on being complete teams but you can't overlook what's happening with the Nets at the bottom of the division. And you obviously, if you're Philadelphia, you hope adding Harden to go with Embiid is gonna propel you. But it seems like they're kinda of looking eye to eye with the Celtics to me now. It seems like they're becoming a different tier. I would I would say this. I don't see the Bulls, the Cavs, or the
0: Raptors winning the Eastern Conference this year. Everybody else, I could see it and I wouldn't be shocked. And that's that includes Heat, Bucks, Celtics, shock, Nets. Shock. Heats, Bucks, Celtics, Nets, Sixers.
1: Here's why I'll be shocked if the Nets win the East. Really? Because they're going through the plan, which means they're going to have to eliminate a one or a two seed right off the top. Mm-hmm. That's a tough role. So,
0: you know what it you know says to me is, is that's a tough shout road. out to Nick Friedel, Mega Triplet. We did hoop streams this weekend. Nick Friedell covers the Nets. And I was like, what's, how bad is Ben's back? You know, he's like, it's a real injury. Like, he's hurt. That, that's the part. When I always envisioned the Nets sort of like coming from the eighth seed to the finals, it involved Ben Simmons. It involved Ben Simmons playing defense. And, uh, it involved Ben Simmons on transition. Ben Simmons making great passes to open Steph Curry and lobs to, to, to Drummond. But, uh,
1: With half a Kyrie and no Ben Simmons, no, no. Well, that's why when you started to talk about teams that could win the East, I hit the brakes on the Nets. So you'd really be shocked. Shocked. Okay, you just saw Kyrie Irving score 60. He did. And then you saw two games before that, KD scored 53. And you'd still be shocked if they won the East. I'd be shocked. And it's not because I don't believe in both of those guys as dynamic champions. I've seen KD shoot down LeBron and went back-to-back finals MVP. I've seen Kyrie propel the Cavs with LeBron over Steph Curry. So I know the players that I'm talking about. But I also understand that this is a a game where you got to appreciate the journey. And what's going to happen is when you're a part of the play-in, there's no room for error. And is Kyrie still a part-time player? Yes. Okay. So like you you got and is Ben Simmons going to play at all? No idea. So so like that's there you go. That's why I'd be shocked if they win it. Like that don't sound like a team that's about to just beat the Bucks and beat the Heat in the same playoff series, in the same same season. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, it's gonna be great theater. I, I'm, I'm here for it. But as long as Kyrie's a part-time player, and as long as Ben Simmons isn't playing, I would be shocked if they win. You're asking me today. Today's date, I think, is the 16th. I would be shocked if the Nets won the East. Celtics? Shocks? I'd be shocked if the Celtics won the East. And the reason why is I I, I appreciate how they've improved defensively. And... There were people down on them, down on Ime Adoka earlier in the year. Even for good it, reason. No, that wasn't good reason. It Jalen, was, the, the 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 play on the court and the record and the standings was not, not looking good. It wasn't good reason because I'm I'm about to tell you all of the factors that that happened when he took the job. Number one, he took over Brad Stevens' team and Brad went to the first front office. So that dynamic right there as the GM now shows the players who he really was riding for. So now the other players going to sit back and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you going to make sure Marcus Smart get taken care of. I knew that was his guy. Like, people pay attention, and, and rightfully so. But the key to what Eme did that Brad wasn't able to do, and I say wasn't able to do because a lot of it was personnel because they didn't have Al Horford on the team, is Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum always ended up playing the four, in theory, late in games and they always ended up guarding somebody that was 25, 30 pounds heavier than them. That wasn't a remedy for success. Insert Al Horford with Time Lord. Williams is a backup that can shoot the three. Now all of a sudden their rim protection and their ability to switch late in the shot clock, and now their ability to free up Jason Tatum to be a scorer. Like, Jason Tatum's free to be a scorer. When they go in against the best scorer, when they go in against Kevin Durant, he like, Jalen Brown, you get him. They're going against uh, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart, you get them. So now he can focus on being an offensive weapon, and he's being dominant. But I don't believe that they're a championship-caliber team. So, yes, I would be shocked if they won the East this year. Would you be shocked if the Suns won the West?
0: No. Would you be shocked if the Warriors won the West? No. Would you be shocked if the Grizzlies won the West? I would. Would you be shocked if the Mavs won the West? They not winning the West. Would you be shocked if the Jazz won the West? Yes. Would you be shocked if the Nuggets won the West? They ain't winning the West. Yeah, same for this three teams. I mean, the Grizzlies, would you be shocked? Yes. I think there's two teams that wouldn't shock me in the West. It's different Warriors game. and Suns. It's Warriors and Suns. Correct. And it looks like James Wiseman, who played in the G League recently, could be coming back. And people sleep on that. Everyone talks about Draymond, Draymond, Clay, Clay, Draymond, Clay, Draymond, Clay. James <laughs> Wiseman's like seven foot two. They can like <laughs> hit jump shots and rim protect. Like they ask a lot of Kavon Looney. You know what I mean? And that's an upgrade. Like like I think people overlook the James Wiseman part of this. Maybe it's only 15, 20 minutes a game, but that's an important 15, 20 minutes.
1: Agreed. Agreed. It all matters. I mean, he's a top three pick. And one of the reasons why they took him is because of his height. Like, they, they, but, but other than Draymond Green and Looney, sometimes they're, they're, they're challenged as mm-hmm. it relates to um, rim protection and height. Mm-hmm. You've Got Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis and Sue and, and, yeah. and all these big body dudes coming to town. Like, you're going to need somebody to play against them. And so, um, uh, the, the the Nuggets are an interesting team based on what's going to happen with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, but the the only two teams in the West I wouldn't be shocked if they won were the Suns and the Warriors. I expect to see the Suns and the Warriors in the Western
0: Conference Finals. Me
1: too. I expect to see
0: that. Me too. I don't think I think the Grizzlies are losing the second round to one of those teams, but and, and likely the Mavs.
1: Well, here's the thing you got to watch: the two and three spot right now. Because whoever ends up two has a chance to play against the the Suns in the finals, mm-hmm. of the e of the West. Whoever ends up three, gonna play them in the second round. That's not necessarily
0: sure, Mister True, Mister Rose. Right? If you have one, two, three, four, one and four play, two and three play.
1: One and four, two and three. One plays the lower C. Gotcha. They need to reach. <laughs> you know. You know what needs to happen. <laughs> hey, and there's so much math in my mind. I know. They, they actually need to re- re- reshuffle the org of the numbers as teams progress in the playoffs. So like yes. if if a four C wins and a one C gets bounced, right? It should be two C now, three C now get home court advantage.
0: Yeah, that's how it works, actually. Right? That is how it works. Okay. Mr. Rose. What up, though? What do you think about this idea? Number one seed, maybe number two seed in this new playing world, open mind, get to pick their opponent in the first round. I don't like it. I love it. I I love it. it. I love it so much. I don't like it. You're just old. This is what happens with old people. They don't like new ideas. Like, I don't even get to finish the sentence. You're already out here being like, I don't like it. And if you're listening to Podge, he's shaking his
1: head back and forth. (laughs) He's upset with me for even bringing it up. I don't like it. Doesn't like it. I love it. Want some? Get some. Bad enough? Take some. You root for an opponent. You ask for an opponent. That's a recipe for disaster. Recipe for
0: drama. A recipe for intrigue. Recipe for bad blood. Recipe for rivalry. So, All yeah, of so those things talk, you talk like. To me,
1: talk to me about how that will work. Okay.
0: The Miami Heat are the number one seed. Okay. The Raptors are the seventh seed. And the Nets are the eighth seed. Let's imagine what Kyrie Irving can play home games. Ben Simmons has played a couple regular season games to get warmed up. And you're the Heat. You say, I'll take the Raptors instead of the Nets. Thank you very much.
1: But 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 we already have a play in for that. That's what's kind of throwing No, me they off.
0: they won the play in. Plans over. Plans over. We have 1 through 8 in the East. Okay, so that means so so, so another, the Raptors and the Nets won their play in. So that means the Raptors won two games. The Raptors to won get seven. The Raptors won one game to get seven. One game to get seven. And the Nets lost to the Ra- Raptors and then beat the whoever Hornets, okay? okay. So now that that's 7 and 8 of Raptors, right? Cavs, Celtics, Bulls. Right. You know, you get So it. so if you're one and they're eight, and and, it's, and and you could choose to pick. You could choose whether you want to play the the Raptors or, the 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 Nets, well, and, and they're gonna do it on NBA Countdown. On NBA Countdown, Jimmy Butler's gonna come on via Zoom, and he's gonna announce who they decided their first round opponent's gonna be. You don't like that drama? You don't like that? You should have that. You should. You should. That should be worth something. You you played the best 82 games out of everybody in your whole conference. You get rewarded with selecting your first round opponent. You could pick the Cavs if someone gets hurt. You could pick the Cavs. Do you like the play-in idea? Not particularly, no. I like the games, I like the knights, but I don't love the idea. Like if I was the commissioner, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have done that.
1: You wouldn't have a play-in?
0: Let me think about this for a second. I do like the play-in because well, I remember the world before the play-in where the 9 and 10 seed was already being like, all right, season's over. None of this matters.
1: So, you know what I mean? So so if you like the play-in, mm-hmm. your idea about the one seed picking them against 7 or 8 undermines the entire play-in. No, it does not, Mr. Rose. You're it not does. understanding. The play-in tournament's already over before the number one seed makes their selection. Let me tell you why it undermines it. Because you're doing the play-in to decide who gets 7. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that should matter. You're doing the play-in to decide who gets eight. Yep. That should matter. Now you're dismissing all of that work by telling the number one seed that they can choose who they play. Yeah. No. No. The other
0: the plan is to make the playoffs. You made the playoffs. Congratulations. That's why we had the play-in tournament. You play into the but, playoffs. But but, but, and but now when it comes to first-round matchups, now it's, now it's first-round matchups. They're, the choice is on the number one team to pick between the two teams that made the play-in. But
1: you're, from but, the but you're, you're, you're minimizing the 82 games. You're minimizing the play-in, and you're minimizing the seventh seed. And I'm maximizing the one seed. I don't like it. I'm maximizing the one. The call one nine eight five eight zero J A L E N. Do you like Jacoby's idea? This is not my idea. This has been around forever.
0: This has been talked about every year, especially when we have these eight seven eight seeds that are particularly dangerous, like like this year. Also, Lakers aren't making the playoffs. (laughs) Let's just say that right now. I can't see them winning two straight games in the regular season and forget the play-in tournament. (laughs) Yeah, they're in trouble. But, yeah, um, I like it. If you're the Heat... wouldn't you like to come on—wouldn't you like Jimmy Butler to come on NBA Countdown? Now, that's different. Wouldn't you like him to come on NBA Countdown of course. and say—like, it'd be dramatic. You know what I mean? It's like, think about the All-Star
1: draft. It's like that. It's like another thing. It's another big announcement. It's another big show. You know what else would be dramatic? If LeBron can announce that the Lakers are going to play the Clippers in the first round.
0: Well, if the Lakers won—if as if they won— 57 games and they had the best I'm record just saying the there are a
1: lot of things you can do to create drama but you're just totally dismissing the seventh seed that means no, you're no. Di- that means you're dismissing the regular season and the play-in so now I'm sitting at the seventh seed I earned this seventh seed you no no you earned the seventh seed by beating the eighth seed in in
0: the first play-in game so when you say you earned it you know you, you won a game
1: well, no, you got to play 82 games to jockey for the Yes, play That's in what in I'm positions. saying. So,
0: we're not minimizing the regular season, we're not minimizing the playing tournament.
1: Call 98580 J A L E N. I don't like it. Everyone under 40 is gonna like this idea. Yeah, I don't like
0: it. You gotta say your age.
1: If you're chiming in on this, you gotta say your age. No, don't, don't try don't try to don't try to swing. <laughs> try to age shame age. Right. <laughs>
0: you're, you're like trying to older manipulate than me too. the audience. Yeah, I act like I'm younger <laughs> than you. It's like three years. <laughs> and one thing you realize about age gaps is like. So I'm 43, about to turn to 44. We'll call it 44. You're 47, right?
1: 49. Really? Are you really that old? Yeah, man.
0: Wow. Man. 50 next year. What are we doing? Oh no, the whole. What are we? Is it gonna be the whole year celebration? Why we not do like a month? No, 50 got to be six. 50's got to be big. Yeah. Six months. I think you have to involve multiple things. I got a prompt. So I know my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. I need your help. Her. her 40th birthday. I probably shouldn't say that. She has a birthday coming up. (laughs) It's April 22nd. I gotta put together some things. And she's not helping with the planning very much. She really wants me to do everything. How much involvement should Joey have in the planning of her 40th birthday? Is
1: it a milestone birthday? Yeah! It's 40. So, I would say you should have her be and you might think this number is high. Just let her be seventy-five percent involved in. It. That's
0: what I'm saying. She should. I think she should be all the way involved. I'm not. I'm not allowed to make decisions. She kind of wants me to handle everything. I'm like, if I handle everything, I'm we're, we're gonna handle it wrong. We're gonna go to an Irish bar and watch NBA. It, it,
1: it, no, it ain't that you're gonna handle it wrong. No, I will. I promise. No, it's not that you're gonna handle it wrong. It's not. You're not gonna ex- do exactly what she would do every step of the way. And at some point. When you're locking step, one step, two step, three step, and you're doing what she feels like you should do, they are great. And then, oh, you don't do a step that she felt like y'all should do, and then that's when. Mm. Do you know what reminds me of? This is something yeah, I've, I've never done. I.
0: This is something I would never do and I've never done, but I wonder what you think about it. You're at a restaurant on a date. It's like third date, nice restaurant. You've been there a bunch of times. Your date's never been there before. The server comes over. Hey, can I get something to drink? You guys order drinks. Get some chance to look at the menu. Drinks comes. Oh, give me one more second. I gotta look at the menu. You guys are looking at the menu, talking things over a little bit. Server comes back over to you. You order for your date. She doesn't even speak. You're saying, I'll have X, Y, Z. She's going to have ABC. I would never do this. Have you ever done this? And how do you feel about this as, as, a, as a practice?
1: The only person I've heard get away with this is Prince Hakeem and coming to America. <laughs> I, people used to, I think this is like a '50s thing. You know what I mean? It's just being like, I'm gonna have the
0: steak and she's gonna have the chicken. Like, That's so like, barbaric and yeah, archaic. <laughs> imagine being the, the the woman being like, I don't want the chicken. I want the fish. What are you doing? <laughs> My wife would just sit there. She One thing that happens to me, though, and this is just me um, being insecure, <laughs> me being insecure and just like just a sad, um, unconfident person, is I don't like it when me and my wife talk about what we're going to get and then she kind of orders everything. Because I always let her order first. You know what I mean? But then when she orders everything, because we've already got a strategy. We're working together. You know what I mean? But then she'll kind of order every single thing. And I'll sit there being like, well, I mean, ah. Uh, well, like, I wouldn't mind. Just I, I, got, I get my turn. You know, you know it, what I mean. I mean what you're saying. I get my turn. Like yeah, you, it, I also like to add little qualifications to it. Like I, right. you know, I learned from Jalen, Jalen, Anthony, Rose. You got to qualify things.
1: Yeah. That's how you know. But but the other thing is, black people don't order exactly what's on the menu. I'm not even close. So now, not only is she ordering for you, she ordering things that ain't on the menu for her and you. Mm-hmm. So now the server's looking at you. To your point, almost like you're powerless because after he took the order and did all of the modifications for thirty minutes, he now look at you and like, "What do you want?"
0: Yeah, I'm just like, "I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm good. good." Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Have another glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> call nine eight five eight zero Jalen. I'd love to hear what you think about these two topics. And if you call nine eight five eight zero Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail. Put it on the show just like this.
1: Yo, what up, Jalen Jacoby? It's uh, Danny from Atlanta. I'm uh, Danny from Atlanta. Shout out, Reg Ledge. Shout, shout out, Reg I go pick up my wife listening to the podcast, I got inspired to call Jalen. Got a question for you.
0: Question: A lot is, of
1: people like to steal your swag and your mannerism. So I'd like to know what's the most egregious example of you. And you don't have to name names, but the most egregious example to you of somebody stealing your swag so thanks for listening keep putting on keep giving the people what they want keep off stuff
0: thanks to you for listening Danny from Atlanta Jalen you notice when people sort of move with your moves you guys call yourself an influencer and tastemaker so that's just part of the territory part of the job description he wants you to give an example without naming names One of the more egregious times that this has happened.
1: Thank you for the call. What up, though, to Atlanta? Danny's call was about people stealing my, as he called it, swag. Danny, you know we retired that word on this show. We retired that word. It's hanging up in the studio right now. And Mannerism's so my life is like a soundtrack of jay-z albums that's what i learned (laughs) you know at first i'm reasonable doubt you know what i mean like i don't want nobody on my corner nobody slang better than me nobody rhyme better than me nobody do nothing better than me you know I'm, i'm i'm establishing myself and then as you get a little older and you start having kids and you start rhyming about art and you start looking at life a little different you start to appreciate when you realize that subliminally people are copying your style. And for me, because I've been high profile for a really long time, I purposely do things when I know people aren't doing them so that I can see when somebody actually stealing what I do. I do it on purpose. I'll give you an example in 2018, people in sports media weren't wearing hoodies under blazers i remember doing that and watching how it started to happen around the industry and i loved it i got an idea same thing with turtlenecks remember i wore a t- i remember i told you jacquemus wear a turtleneck every day until everybody i got an idea i got an I idea want to hear it yes sweater
0: vests let's just plant something right now Let's just test this theory. Let's just pick a clothing item or an accessory, and the, and just see. Only the podcast I got you. listeners. I
1: got you. I give you an easy accessory that people trying to copy right now. Frames. It's already done though. That's already over. Frames. It's already, it's already but now done. Now you can look back six months. Oh, I know. That's already. That's yeah, already frames.
0: done. Frames. I'll think of something. Frames. I, I'm, I'm. We'll even think of something. Yeah. I got you.
1: All right. Frames.
0: I got you. We will. Be back tomorrow with another dope pod to step to. I'll be wearing a sweater vest and frames.
1: <laughs>
0: Why is that, Jalen Rose?
1: <laughs> Thank you for the love. 10 years and counting. Jalen and Jacoby, we take pride in giving the people what they want. Shout out to the Jalen versus everybody audience checking us out on IG. Make sure you check out that Renaissance Man podcast. This week's episode is Fab Five Freddy. Make sure you check out Jalen and Jacoby every day on ESPN2 at 4 p.m. and download the podcast. Like the Blastmaster Karras one once said, we're not done. We're not done. We are not done.